Long Talk with me, Marvin Spots. And today I'm joined by the man who said, girls love me, thugs rape me, bad mind, people still out of road till I hate me. It's a man called Conscience. Conscience, how you doing? Yeah, man, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, it's good to meet you, man. Um, so, I first heard of you like 10 years ago now, it would be, with Winner in 2007. 2008. 2008? Yeah, it would have been 2008. Yeah, 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 that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, how does it feel like to be like almost 10 years in the game at, at that level? Obviously, I know you was um, doing stuff from before that. Yeah, it feels good, you know, because from day zero, from day one, you know, what I mean, I'm a huge fan of music, and and forget up every day, you know, and do music as my work. It's a blessing every day. So for there's so much years and, and achieved so much things, it's a good feeling. Yeah, because I mean, like, if someone had told you that you would have achieved all these hits and amount of touring and fan base and everything like that, like, back then, um, what would you have thought? But I think they might idiot. Because at first, I was never, I was, I was never and still is not a people person. You know what I mean? Very, I was an introvert. You know what I mean? I wasn't a very outgoing person. I saw somebody where deal with the spotlight well. You know, and actually pick up music as a career later in my life. So if you see the, the success, if, some, if somebody did tell me, I'm going to have them success, I'm going to say I like them at all, in this field. Yeah, for sure. So, like, how do you handle, like, the attention and everything that comes along with it? Yeah, angle it. There's no way to angle it. You know what I mean, I think over the years, you just accept it and know that so this is the life. And then I start love fans differently because I realize that I really fans put me with me there and give me everything on my own. So it's all, it just becomes a matter of dealing with the individual as opposed to dealing with the light and the flash them. You know what I mean? So we just make time for the fans and that's it. Okay, so like, what would you say is your like, favourite aspect of being conscious? Just the music, the fact that we can really get up every morning and say, I sing and that's my job. You know what I mean? I do music and that's my job, whether you're in the studio or on stage or whatever. You know what I mean? I still get excited about that every day. Okay, and what would you say is like the thing that you like the least? Lack of privacy. Okay. Yeah, because almost everything we do under the radar and everybody has something to say about everything we do. And it's a usual like privacy. Yeah, because I mean like if you had come out like say like 15 years before, then there was no such thing as social media. But you... Internet and the nine, yeah. Exactly. So like um, how does that have an effect? Because I mean when you first came out, there wasn't like... I mean, maybe Facebook was about, but it's not like now where you have like the Twitter, the Facebook, I mean, Facebook and um, Instagram and that kind of thing. So, like, how has that kind of impacted your career and such? Um, you know, you beat social media now, because social media is a very effective tool at the same time, but there's no way to deal with the negativity we come, we come with it. I've just accept it. That's that, that are my stance still. I accept it and know it's Africa's so because the same things we make. I can post something and say I go there London and that guarantee even a thousand people are going to come at the show the fact that I post it. You know what I mean? Them things come with a negative side to it. You have to just accept it and, and deal with it. That's a great power come great responsibility. Yeah, yeah most definitely. Um, so like, with the first song, as I said, that the first one that I remember you from was Winner. Um, talk me through the inspiration of that one, like, and what made you write it that day? My life at the time, you know. At the time, my daughter just born, and we did that all right where money is concerned, personally. But then when somebody else in the picture, we all look out for now, the hunger did, did come up, and that was just the whole mindset and the whole 
concept behind behind winner. Just me, basically, I write and I sing what I feel at the time. Okay, because obviously in the chorus, it's this year I have to be a winner. Because I'm, I need it, it was not might be our, you know, I me mean? I want to be me happy. Or it's not gonna work. Yeah. Happy win. Because like you saying that your daughter was born that year, it, it makes a whole lot more sense that you said this year it has to be the one. Yeah, man. And um, you also said that like it, it's like by any means kind of thing, and it was something that everyone in the streets could relate to. Like not even just people in the streets, but like working man that was just out there trying to make ends meet and that kind of thing. And that to me is like where you you really got like a big breakthrough through that one there. Yeah. Yeah, man. People know say when it come on to, to, to youth and food, and it's not optional, you have to do it. You know what I mean? So, and I like, you want to hear a story, with, with the reason why it can't work. And it, that was just basically what I feel. And I just lay it out in the song. Yeah, because from what I remember, I might be getting the timing mixed up, but like that song came out, and then like after that, you started to get a lot of songs that were kind of similar to that by other money. people. Yeah, exactly. The money song thing kind of. Um, took off after that while there. Um, what did you think of that at that time? Did, did you did that kind of make you think, yeah, I'm definitely making a big mark right now? Yeah, and like nowadays, you find that if an artist sing a song, and the next artist sing a song like it, in very like him feel offended or him feel threatened. You know what I mean? And but I think if you sing a song and you're the only person doing that, it's not a trend. I just you are the something. When me when me sing winner. Um, it was the first song where somebody had sing about money to start the money segment. And from that song, you have Charlie Blacks sing If Him No Riches Here. Then you have yeah. Vibes Cartel sing about 16 money songs. Um, and it become a trend in a dancehall music. Yeah, and Sirani, Stinking Rich. Yeah, and as something where even as a younger youth, I did happy about that because what that does give me a lane when bigger artists and other artists are sing in other topic that at the time is all about the, the, the um, segments in the music. So I was happy so I get a segment and a slot can fit in. So it's all about doing more. Vibes Cartel did 16 or 17. I mean, do about four or five more as a young artist to yeah, yeah. capitalize. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so, like, tell me a bit about, like, you growing up. Like, whereabouts did you grow up? Who did you grow up with? And, and that kind of thing. And what was life like when you were younger? Kingston, Jamaica. As a little, little youth, upper camp on the soldier arm. Um, Camp and then we moved to Sherlock Crescent. Hold on, you was actually on the up park camp? On the camp, yeah. Oh, okay, what's that like? One of your parents was. I can't remember, man. Look at you, baby. Okay. So, my life basically, from when I can remember, started Sherlock Crescent, Kingston 20. I'm just basically, I follow my older brother, do anything where my daughter may do. So, that was basically my life growing up. No football, no woman, um, music. Okay, so like. Um, so how many siblings did you have? So you just mentioned your brother there. At the time, it was three of us. Okay. You know what I mean? But no, about six of we? Oh, serious? Yeah. Okay. Um, and um, what was your like, first experience of dancehall back then? Because you mentioned like football, girls, and that kind of thing. So like, what was your first experience of like, dancehall? The radio, because I was never a TV man. Okay. So just living at the radio, everything I made after the it's around music. And not just dancehall, but every genre. So heavily, heavily um, influenced by Wagwan on the radio. Um, and at the time, my, br- my brother and some youth, my older brother, and some youth, the farmer group, and we used to be like them, look right or right for them, and just follow them to the studio until I start taking it up myself too. Okay, and, and like, what, around what age is that then? Like teenager years? No, man. That was about age 20. Oh, same. Yeah, so for 
for all of my younger years and coming up, teenager, adolescent years, I was just a fan of music. I never did have been an artist as as a career option for Okay, so and like what kind of artists were you like rating at that time that made you think, do you know what, I can do this as well? Everybody. And and really and truly no art I never really look at the artist and say because them do it, me can do it. I just always admire the artist's same craft. You know what I mean? And then when it, I realized that I love music to that level, and then I used to work at Blood Bank one at a time. And I get 20,000 Jamaican dollars for the month. And then I do a dub plate for each song and get 400 US dollars for the month. So I said I waste time. Okay, and then that was like the turning point when you then started taking the music full time? Yeah. And like, one thing about your story is that like you were big in Japan initially. Yeah. And how did that come about? Um, I think early exposure to the internet. Early exposure to the internet. And my older brother did work at Sportsmax, so I'm kind of computer savvy. I just emailed out to song and the song just bust at Japan and we just take up a career from this. So we did a one month tour first and then we released an album and do our next um, three weeks tour. And that was basically how the career started. Okay, yeah. And then, like, I know another place that you were big was like in East Africa, like Kenya sides. Yeah, yeah, that was later, yeah, yeah. As a solo artist. Yeah, exactly, because that was when you was a um, duo with your brother, isn't it? Yeah. In Japan. I think we just do good music. And, and as an artist, we DJ, we sing. Um, and we, we sing a variety of topics that I think people across the world can relate to. So it's not a matter of just being a hardcore dancer artist or a girl them singer or, you know what I mean? It's a matter of every day we get up, anything we feel we sing, we sing, and we sing from our heart. Yeah, for sure. People around the world gravitate to different songs. You have European people do European songs. African people gravitate to a different set of songs. And Jamaica and our side of the world are a different set of things. So. so it wasn't really a calculated move then as far as like the type of song? No, it was a natural move. Like, at the, at, in those times when conscience put out winner and get success from that, I just excited for the music. And I still come real from my heart, just a sing on my feet to sing and just that work. Okay, because like that's something that tends to happen with artists is like when they realise what's big in certain territories, they then can make those kind of songs for yeah, those territories. I think that came later in the career, yeah, so yeah. where we start to think about the business more. And start make um as I say calculated moves, but at that time whenever I plan up nothing, I said I sing some. Okay, there was a time like when you had like songs like No Retreat, No Surrender, yeah. and um, Hard for Love, a song that you did for Jeremy Hardin. Yeah. That was a song that I proper rated as well. And um, talk about we is that yeah, what it's called? Yeah, 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 yeah. So like them kind of tunes there, they were like. Um, big tunes like and from that time now it's like yo Conscience has got the girl tunes and that but like I would say like when Gala Bubble came out that was when everyone knew what kind of impact did that have for you on your career would you say um it's simple girl song give your shows you know what I mean that's the, that's where dancehall music reached for the past about five years if you sing enough girl song you will get shown if you sing them good you promote them properly, you do the video them, and, you, and, and, the, and the fans like it. That's what brings shows, because every promoter wants to see them venue full up and ladies fill venues. You know what I mean? So I think it, it, from a business standpoint, it was a good move. But at the end of the day, girl songs, them do for the best stage songs. 
What's that? Yeah, because ladies scream. Okay. What's the, what's the problem with that? Oh. Yeah, you know what I mean? So you can't have a woman has just a scream alone so from the start of the show to the end. So you need to balance the show and then carry it in a different direction. So you, you know what I mean? Nowadays we are bringing dancers in the show now and we, the show them kind of have some, what you call it, some layers then. Yeah, yeah. Different. You know what I mean? And you have the energy segment. You go back to segments again. So I think when the, when the whole part girls song them start bust now, it do good for me in terms of touring. You know, Europe as it spread out more than just Europe. Where Europe will go because of the conscious type of song them and everything. Yeah. But it, it, it widened the fan base. So was Gala Bubble? Was that because um, after that, then you hit a stride with like stop sign and uh, walk and wine and that kind of stuff. So you you obviously logged onto that and saw yeah, this is something that will work for me. Um. It's all about all the people they want at the time, you know. Because when Gala Bubble Drop, we still did other songs in, with other topics and not just girl songs, but at them songs they had bust at the time. So we just ride with the tide. You know what I mean? We still have put out the music and I feel good in myself and know, say, all right, we still a, a, a balance the playing field in terms of the topic selection and everything. But if the people them reach a stage where a girl song, they more here. Sorry. And um, at the end of Stop Sign, you say something like, is a full full song this. Um, I'm guessing that was just like an outtake that was just left in. Like, where did that come about? How did that come about? Joke thing, man. Okay. Nothing serious, not that, not put behind it, just a whole of vibe in the school. Okay, yeah, I always wondered how that got left in or whatever. Um, so, yeah, um, so would, you said earlier that when you was about with your older brother, you was like in the Gallus thing. So, you've been a Gallus from like a, a good while now? Who said me a Gallus? Bad man. Oh, you never Well, you said like Gal thing. Oh, you man was... man. <laughs> no, um, I mean, the young days and I know days thing are different thing, man. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, for sure. And my older brother was definitely that type of man. Yeah? You know what I mean? And basically, when we grew up, anything what he might do. That me, that me do. So that's how me end up in our music in the first place. So, yeah. Okay. Um, you release songs like um, No Hesitation, um, but also you did um, a DNH remix. Um, it was the girl that I talked about, we, but on the, um, Rihanna What's My Name. Mm-hmm. And you did the um, Kelly Rowland Motivation remix. Mm-hmm. Um, and like them times there, like as I said before, I was like, yeah. When I heard those other songs, I was like, yeah, Con- Conscience can do the gal tunes. Then when I heard those, I was like, yo, he can do those crossover features and that. Because like, to me, I thought that the what's on the one on what's my name was like equally as good as the um, the Drake verse yeah, yeah, yeah. on there for me. Um, but like that kind of crossover thing hasn't really happened so much. Um, why would you say that that is? Um. Who have the answer for that? I mean, I don't really try to figure out the answer for that. You know? I just try to do it okay. right now, you know. Um, music change up. Um, younger people involved in the music now with the younger trends and, and the thing that must switch up. So you can't really look on what didn't happen and try to say oh, what made it not happen. We're more focused on to make something happen. You know what I mean? I did some energy there. I try to create a lane and go in there. Because I saw an um, interview that you did on Hot 97, like from, I don't know, it might have been like September. Yeah, like that, that kind of time. Yeah, that's a, I think that's, a, that's a, a different conversation because it's not a quick one. You know, I don't, I don't feel like labels, like most labels, where want the 360 deal with the artists and want um, sign 
artists publishing completely and lock artists in for life. And I think it's because they don't really understand, or, or maybe they understand, but they don't really believe in our talent development again. So it's all about bring your product. We're, we're, we're um, nurtured already. If we can't bust, we just put it one side. Okay, so, so it's just a quick... The whole talent development thing out. Okay, so um, within that, um, you also were saying, like, I don't know, at the time when you were talking about Gala Bubble, you was like, yeah, this is a song that's doing this, but really and truly what I want is, like, these plaques that are sat behind me. Yeah. Um, tell me a bit more about that. Like, do you feel like there's been times when you've made these really big songs and you think, do you know what, there's this next stage here that I want to get to? All the well, from the first song, it must start thinking about what am I going to do bigger than this? From the first award, from the first level, from the first amount of fans, you want the next level. And we just constantly have a focus on that. Yeah, look at my brother. Hi. You know what I mean? Just always a focus on the next level and, and to see what new we can do and what, what the people before me, how we can match up and surpass them as well. You know what I mean? Because it can only be good for dancehall music and I really want to be one of them artists to stake my piece of dancehall and say, this is what I want to my class too. You know what I mean? So, my little obsession that. Yeah, I hear that. And that's like with like anyone that's got ambitions and motivation, like it's the same kind of thing. It's always searching for like new goals in that. So, um, obviously, as we know, there's been like a lot of use of dancehall in the past couple of years. Would you say that that's something that has kind of worked in, in, in the favour of dancehall ice in Jamaica? Yeah, definitely. And in what sense? Because, right. I mean, there's been like there's been a, people... There's been a void since we have the, a, a really big dancehall artist and I think people were shying away from the genre itself. So when, so when the other artists, bigger international artists come and them, them sing dancehall tracks, I don't feel like them are teeth it. I think like them are sing what them feel for sing like how we sing or we feel for sing too. The fact that them choose to sing dancehall is good for me. All I have to do is just make sure I'm fit in that slot there as well. So I think we need to spend less time complaining about people I give credit and take some credit. Take where I go take the credit. Yeah, most definitely, because there's only so much you can do about it. And, and there's a way for everyone to think, like, because I mean, like, as we see, like, last year, um, Sean Paul got signed to another major label again and got, like, his first number one in however long. I think he's got, like, a top ten in the UK now and that kind of stuff. So all of that wouldn't have happened without the other people borrowing from what I see. I think what most people are really upset about is because um, some media people, they, mark, they, they package it like, Drake and the other, the other international artists, them busting dancehall. But I think we as patriots, we just want them to say, again. You know what I mean? Like, don't make it look like this is something where it wasn't big before this man came and did it. I think that's the only thing we really have a little issue with. But for me, yeah, them definitely open up the door. Yeah, for sure. Um, and is there anything like in the pipeline for you as far as like? progression in that that side of the world yeah we're actually just signed to a label named empire oh, and yeah man I, 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 yeah respect and this is the first time i signed to a label from career start so you know we definitely unpick this label you know what i mean and we definitely have big plans we are up on the album this year and whole heap more uh, work in north america i mean i think even i get for tour europe this year because we're so focused on getting the brand up to the Sean Paul and the Drake and them stand, them level and them stand and so work we just we just start work now. And what was it about this label that made you go with them as opposed to any other? Um first of all it's not a major 
you know what I mean? Because the major them now, um, as I said before, them do deal with talent development. Um, this label, them never try to be a 360 um, signing. Them never try to take any of my publishing. Or, you know, but still free for, for, for create. There was no um, restrictions as to the type of songs that I do are being present in dance hall in locally. So I have a, a level of freedom and at the same time I can do the, um, distribution where I can sign other acts and release the music too. So, yeah, they might go in the dog. Oh, see. Obviously, you have, um, you're talking about like the girl lane and the money lane, but then you've also got the lane of like represent, um, no worry about them and um, the realest song, yeah. which is like, that's arguably my favorite conscience song of, of all. Um, um, how important are those ones to your catalog? And oh, what? How important are those ones to your catalog? Very, very, because of them songs they really love from, you know, life is not all about fun. And I mean, and music is much more important than just fun. The fun aspect is very important. But you know, when you have a microphone and the power, that's why I say, you want to make sure you teach people things and you want to make sure say, yeah, yeah, heal people's life if you can. You know what I mean? And I think that's what them songs they do. And them definitely add, add to me as a person, add to the, to the catalog and just really reflect what my character really is. Okay, and um, last year was obviously like the biggest song of the year was Brock Off. Yeah. Um, what was the like motivation behind that one and you know that kind of thing? Just to see the girl, you know, the song was actually an a, um, a explicit song, yeah, I talk about sex. You know what I mean? It broke off. It wasn't back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zane, yeah, yeah. but because we didn't want it played on the radio, as you know. We just changed it and, and, and made the edited version and said that. But, you know, we're seeing more life. And, you know, sex is a big part of life. So that, that's how that song that came about. And then it, when you watch it on the party, them, you, know, you, you see the reaction with even the beat and the, the melodies do to the woman. Them. You feel good about that. And you want to make sure so that it's very present in a dance hall forever. Yeah, for sure. And one thing that like a lot of people admire about you is that like say like a like um like busy and assassin and that is like they're people that um that everyone respects and hasn't come through with like controversy or warring or anything like that because you know, a lot of the time there's that assumption that you know you have to do those kind of things yeah. to get through. But like you three are like three of the biggest names like internationally for dance when like people like to say yeah I like they're proud to say I rate them and they're yeah exactly yeah I think it worked for some people it's not going to work for everybody and it all have to do with their character too you know what I mean and if, if that's your character you're going to really look stupid and force it on from people mm. so you know what I mean we just do just yo go go in like that oh. mm. yeah so you're saying that um yeah, man, just be real. I think it doesn't matter. Just be real with your, to, your, to your character, man. And be true to yourself. I don't mind that. So it would not really be fake for me for me, for me to try to do something like that. Yeah, for sure. I respect anybody where that are the lane where them take anyway. Because that is very important. To not dance hall. Dance hall music for half a confrontation. A lyrical. Um, warfare. For lack of a better word. But it's good that people can show us that another the only way. Yeah, for sure. And um, so f as far as the future, obviously, you've mentioned um, the label. Yeah. Um, you've got Gyal Tan Up, which is a massive song. It looks like it's going to be the next... Hold on there, brother. I'll finish up my interview, yeah? Yeah. Uh, looks like it's going to be the next big one in, in, that, in that lane for you. Um, 
you got Don't Worry with Mixpack, the video dropped the other day. Um, but also, you've got the song with Russian and a whole bunch of reggaeton artists. Yeah. And you've also got the one with Nicky Yam, well, Nicky Jam yeah. and Sean Paul. Um, so, like, what's the future looking like for you as far as, like, music-wise? Is is it going to be, like, a kind of trying to reach more territory? Who knows? Um, just I do good music and I, and I try and maximise where business is, is concerned. You know what I mean? Try to build up on the fan base and broaden the fan base. And just build a brand conscience overall as an artist and as a, and as just an overall brand. So who knows the moves I'm going to make this year, I don't know. But I definitely see um, good moves I'm going to make. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It would be good for, for you to be on the Afrobeats tune, by the way. Definitely. I um, have a few. Them soldier. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Because obviously in London, that's like a big thing right now. Yeah, man. See, see. All right then. Well, conscience, much pleasure for your time, man. Yeah, man. Respect, I appreciate man. it, man. Respect. Respect. Right. Big up.